everybody knows This is how the story goes She knows she's got everything That a woman needs to get a man
Bachelor Jr. And he's Kevin Bachelor. And this is Smooth Smooth Tank. And you're listening to The Bachelor News Radio Show. On the Bachelor News Radio Network.
Got a new song on the radio and very proud of it. It's called I'd Rather Have Love. And we're going to do a little bit of this for you. Hopefully y'all can enjoy it as much as we did performing it. So, Cap, are you ready? How about you, Walt? My man, Leighton, you good? That's my man Steve over here. He's my engineer. All the music y'all been hearing me record, this guy's been behind the boards executing it, you know. Young boy, too. About, what are you, 25? 24? Oh, shit, 24. <laughs> They're getting younger, you, you, you know. Well, let's rock that real quick, player. Take it like we in church. Oh, I was cool in them streets. Yeah, I was cool in them clubs. Real talk, I wasn't thinking nothing about love. I didn't want nobody trying to partake in my stuff. I thought an occasional one night stand would be enough. She ruined my philosophy My heart skips a beat when she comes around I never thought that I'd be ready to settle down I was about to find myself alone But I found myself alone And treat her like me Hey I took all of her wisdom And I used it for selfish gain And I know if she saw this pimping She'd be ashamed I found this girl She ruined my philosophy My heart skips a beat When she comes around I never thought that I'd be ready to settle down I was about to find myself alone But I found myself alone I know I'm ready for love of my own. 
God bless. God bless. Thank you so much once again. Thanks to the living room, wonderful establishment. We'll do this again. We'll do this again soon. Very, very soon.
Baby, come walk with me Cause you've been away too long I can live selfishly And I know I was wrong Oh, I embrace it completely My life has new meaning Baby, I cherish you And I promise to love Now it's crazy to me I've been running all this time You waited patiently On a love You would not find Darling, I need you so deeply And your love has set me free yeah. Baby, I treasure you And I promise
Oh, Luther, are you out there? Nobody home. <laughs> Good. I had to get out of there. Too many people downstairs. I know, Did I know. Did you see that? Oh. That's why I came up here. See, this is nice. Peace and quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I'm anxious to get home. So am I. I fell asleep late last night And I dreamed of the night I just got up so that I could hear her say she's still in love and no one could take her love away.
Well, they are often only a few feet, sometimes only a few inches away from people. Police officers who are in harm's way almost every day are dying from COVID-19. Hundreds of officers around the country now have been killed by COVID-19. That includes three officers right here in Las Vegas. Now, these deaths are sparking questions on whether police departments are being transparent when it comes to releasing the number of COVID cases hitting their agencies and also how many officers are in fact vaccinated. So we sent 13 Action News reporter Jeremy Chen to dig for answers. He is live right now outside Metro headquarters with what he found out. Jeremy. Well, Todd and Tricia, today I emailed or called the three main police departments here in our valley. That's Las Vegas Metro Police, Henderson Police, as well as North Las Vegas Police. Pretty much I asked them why we were not hearing much about the COVID numbers or the vaccination rates of police officers as due to the nature of their jobs. They can't be working from home, and this is what I found out. Police officers have been up close and personal with the community during the pandemic, responding to calls and making arrests. This also brings risks of exposure for officers. The Fraternal Order of Police says more than 550 officers have died from COVID-19 since last year. Metro Police says their officers have a right to privacy and federal law limits what an employer can reveal about an employee's medical condition. The agency goes on to say any decision to donate and help the officers who died from COVID-19 is up to the donor and it's up to the family of an officer to decide whether to disclose more information. The city of Henderson says it's voluntary for city employees to share their vaccination cards and didn't have a figure on how many Henderson police officers got the shot. The city did say none of their officers have died from COVID-19. North Las Vegas Police Department says it does not keep track of employee vaccination records either. The agency credits proactive procedures throughout the pandemic for having no employees dying from COVID-19. And I did reach out to some police unions, and we'll hear what they have to say about all this coming up at 6. Jeremy Chen, 13 Action News. Hey, we want to welcome everyone to You and the Law podcast show on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We're glad that everybody is able to tune in to another episode of the podcast show. And today, me and my co-host will be talking about a, a topic that is really um has a lot of some controversy to it uh as well as a lot of challenges uh that uh, everybody is facing but we're going to be talking about um COVID-19 uh taking a toll on law enforcement nationwide so I need to introduce everyone to my buddy who sits next to me Chief Swag Humphrey how you doing What's going on, man? Am I am I coming in through loud and clear, my man? Yeah, yeah, you coming in good. We can hear you real well. Okay. All right, man. I'm doing yeah. good. How about you? Doing doing good, man. You, you know, Keith. Um, uh, you know, this topic of COVID nineteen is a very heated topic uh, across so many communities, uh, from uh, local city council to local school districts. Uh, people are just in an uproar about this mass implementation of are we going back to wearing masks in schools? Uh, some schools are even defying what some of, some governors have 
have, have said it, that schools have to abide by these mask mandates, and you've got a lot of schools who are saying, no, hey, we're going to protect our, our students and our staff. Um, but, Keith, one of the things that police officers are dealing with, they're the ones that's on the front line, just like, uh, you know, our nurses and, and people that work in the hospitals. But oftentimes, Keith, officers are dealing with people who they're not protected. They don't have masks on. And oftentimes I've seen so many police officers who don't have masks on as well. And so, um Unfortunately, Keith, the the numbers are very alarming as to how many officers have died just in the eight months uh, of this year. Uh, uh, The numbers are well over 123 officers. Uh, Keith, just here uh, in Oklahoma, uh, an officer lost his life uh, to uh, COVID-19, and so it's just – you know, what are agencies going to do to protect these officers as well as the officers being able to make sure when they go home safe that they're not taking something to their their families? The the conversation uh, is, is really on. about – I'm sorry. Can you – can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came okay, back. Okay, sorry about that. I was. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we we've had some officers that have uh, tested positive, uh, and uh, some civilian employees. But you know, but thank God it, we didn't have any fatalities. We did have one officer who recently lost his wife, um, and she had been uh, she had been vaccinated. So we have had a tragedy in the family. Uh, so I please forgive me for that statement saying we hadn't had any but i will tell you man it's still a challenge out here to get uh, these officers to wear uh, their mask and and i'll tell you what makes it really difficult Uh, even if you say uh, as a police chief they have to wear their mask uh, a lot of them will go back and say okay what's the state saying Uh, is the state saying that you're mandated to wear one and so that gets down to that point of what can you tell me more than the state? You know, so it, it's it's a it's a it's a struggle. Yeah, well, and you know, Keith, I think one of the things that you know the debate is is so um, uh, heated about you know wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated, um, and. Um, it is, you know, we're seeing so many parents who are personally attacking school administrators, teachers, and you got police officers who are responding to these type of uh, of incidents, and they're not protected as well. And so we we just have a lot of unprotected people, and 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 I'm pretty sure people that are listening to the show will say, well, it's my right to wear a mask or not wear a mask or to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. But I think when people can say that, but I think when it impacts them directly and they lose a family member or somebody that's close to them, then I've seen people's attitude change, Keith. Right. 
Well, it, it, it does, but I still think there's a belief out there, uh, Virgil, and to the listeners that um, it can't happen to me. And I, I think I think cause just just look at the numbers. I mean, I think we got I think we got comfortable, um, you know, with the vaccination rate going up and then you know numbers declining. And then the the variant came, and I think there's uh, there's still some, you know. Well, I'm healthy. I'm young. Uh, I've got a great immune system. I don't get sick. I just think that people don't realize how serious this is. I mean, I think until it hits your family or somebody that you really care about uh, or that's close to you, I don't think people realize that we're fighting for our lives in this nation. Uh, somebody brought something up to me yesterday that was really in- interesting, and I'll say this before we go to a break: that in 2012, and I'm sorry, in 1920, in 1920, 1919, 1920, we had the influenza pandemic that killed thousands mm-hmm. of people uh, in the nation, and it's amazing how a hundred years, um, you know, we're having a, a pandemic that is still doing that has that is that is taking lives uh and has uh has devastated so many families so um we we seem not to learn uh it seems like we don't learn and and uh even over time we get laxed uh and this is serious uh this covid yeah. thing and this variant thing is, is very serious and yeah um so i just hope people start taking it seriously uh those who haven't been vaccinated for whatever reason i hope you just Give a second thought about that, and and at least do more research, and and and, and uh, if nothing else, do it for your family. Uh, if no one else, do it for your family, do it for your friends, do it for the people around you. Yeah, well, and Keith, you know, I want to, you know, make it clear to our listeners that, you know, the the reason we're having this topic uh, about COVID nineteen and the toll that it has taken on law enforcement because you've got some agencies across the country, Keith, who have lost more than more than, than five, six police officers. And so that impacts an agency's operations more than what the regular civilian realizes. And so but not only does it impact the agency's operations, but now you've got families who are dealing with the the loss of life and so uh, you know again we, this is something that we know is going to be a, a, a pretty controversial topic but we want to make sure that um, you know everybody tune in and, and get in on the conversation but Keith we're going to take this break uh, but we're going to come back and we're going to get back into the conversation about uh, COVID-19 and the toll it is taking on law enforcement. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. May I help you? Yeah, it's this cold. My sinuses feel like they're going to explode. Sudafed, aisle 5. 
My allergies have my sinuses all stuffed up. Sudafed, aisle five. Tell the man what's wrong. My sinuses. Sudafed, aisle five. Sinus misery? Get Sudafed. Nothing stronger at relieving even your worst sinus symptoms. Not even a prescription. This could just... Sudafed, aisle five. Sudafed, prescription strength sinus relief. Based on 24-hour dose of pseudoephedrine. Welcome back to the UNR broadcast on the Best News Radio Network, CLM in Chapel Hill, and IBM TV, Big Mind Entertainment, Best News Network. Of course, you can listen to the rebroadcast of this show and all shows at thebestnews.airtime.pro. Thank you for joining us, Keith, uh, Keith Humphrey and Chief Virgil Green, the host, talking about the tragedy, the um, the tolls of uh, fatality due to COVID that are affecting law enforcement uh, families and agencies across the country. Um, Chiefs, I, I wanted to touch on a, um, a statistic. It actually came out earlier this year, but I'm sure the numbers have increased, uh, that more police officers have died um, died in the line of duty across the United States. More than half of them uh, at the time of this uh statistic was uh, due to COVID-19. This is from the NLEOMF. That's the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund uh, that compiled this data. And I, I wonder um, if in in the agencies, uh, Chief uh, Humphrey, start with you, do they can, do they use, might be a stupid question, I do apologize, but do they treat those deaths um, differently in terms of getting the officers or their families or officers who lost their comrades, you know, some, you know, help and in, in grieving and bereavement and, and all of those things. Yeah. I think LA, thanks for that question. Absolutely. Uh, it's a line of duty death um, because that person contracted that officer contracted that uh, the virus um, during, during their duty. And so that's why the, you, uh, it considered a line of duty, a line of duty death, and so as any line of duty death or any death involving uh, a member of the blue, of the blue family, uh, there are resources available. Uh, the department together. Uh, there's wellness programs. Uh, there's uh, where uh, debrief. Yes, there are resources uh, to help officers deal with uh, this type of. Um, of of um, of death tragedy, and also those services are also available for that officer's families, uh, and and those services are available whether or not if someone's uh, dies in the line of duty, uh, if someone's having problems, uh, those services are available uh, to that to that to that individual, their family, and to other officers within the department. Well, and and you know, Keith. Uh, so far this year, you know, uh, you know, stated at the top of the show that we've had uh, some over 123 officers uh, have lost their lives due to COVID. 
Um, but the, and Virgil, in those numbers, hey Vir, Virgil, a significant yeah. number in the last in the last fourteen days. Yes, yes, in, that's, in the that's last what fourteen I was getting. days. It, it, yeah, it, as recent as uh, the twenty seventh. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, two, two or two on the tw- one on the twenty, two on the twenty sixth. Actually, yeah, two on the twenty sixth. Um, I'm sorry, four, <laughs> four on the twenty sixth, and one on the yeah. twenty on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 the numbers just keep going up daily. And uh, you know, one of the things that's that's alarming and and, and should be a concern for every police department across the country is that it is it is being predicted Keith that um by the end of the year that we would have lost more officers to to the pandemic than than what was lost in 911 and as you know you know we're coming up on a couple of weeks from you know the anniversary of 9/11, and uh, the numbers are really alarming. That it's possible that by the end of the year, more police officers would have died from this pandemic uh, that began in 2020. That and all of those officers that were killed uh, during the 9/11 attack. And so it is real, Keith. And I think you know what's so concerning uh, about this uh, is that. You know, so many people are dismissing it, and you know, I go back to how people, you know, how they have said, "Hey, you know, they've got the 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 blue flag." You know, they're they're supporting law enforcement, and but then we saw what happened on January the sixth, where people just attacked police officers uh, with whatever they could find to attack them with, and now we got police officers who are losing their lives to the pandemic, just like so many other uh, families are dealing with. But you've got so many people who are saying that this is not real, that people are dying from other causes of death. And I think, I think that is just so insensitive, Keith, when you hear people say, make those type of comments, and that here is a family somewhere across another state or somewhere on the other side of of the United States who are dealing with a family member. And some people are dealing with multiple family members who have died from COVID. And so um, I, I think, and then Keith, you hear these parents going to these school board meetings, attacking teachers, uh, going to schools, attacking administrators, and you have to ask yourself, our children, children are watching the behavior of adults. So what is that, what is that saying about what you are teaching the children who are seeing adults act out? Because we're not seeing any, any kids act out. We're just seeing the bad behaviors of the adults. Bert, I want, I want to go back and say something that you said about January the 6th. Um, I was in D.C. last week uh, with the MLK Commission from here in Little Rock, and we had an opportunity to go by the Capitol Police Department. And I was asking those 
you know, those officers, how they're doing, thanking them for their service. And they just look beat down. And I saw a mm-hmm. young officer and I said, what's, go- what's, you know, what's going on? He had noticed he had black tape around his badge. And he said that they had lost another officer to suicide uh, within a, within the last few days. And if I make no mistake, they lost two more officers to suicide, I think, within within a week. I'm, and I'm talking recently. And so this thing is real. I mean, it's it, it's tragedy all over the nation, uh, all over the world, but there's tragedy all over the nation when it comes to um, – law enforcement and um we we have enough to deal with externally uh, we don't need that bickering back and forth internally uh and then just talking to those young men and young women that to hear that the thing that hurt them the most when people are saying well it wasn't that bad out there you guys are embellishing it to the point like i said you got people suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome and some people are taking it to the extreme I don't have an out, and the only way they have an out is taking their lives. So I wanted to say that. You know, it's just the world, the nation right now, the world is just is just going through a lot of tragedies, man, with the pandemic and suicide and mental illness and things like that. It's just, it's you know, when does it, when does it, you know, what, what does have to happen to get people's attention? Yeah. Well, Keith, we just had a, a question come in to us. And hopefully I am pronouncing her name right. It's Sindra. Uh, Asks the question, don't you think officers are dying of COVID because uh, police chiefs across the country are not taking safety precautions for their officers? Uh, You know, I will say this, and and Keith, I know you'll follow up. It's not the fact that police chiefs are not taking it serious and they're not taking safety precautions. Oftentimes, we have uh, unions and who are stepping in, uh, just as uh, Chief Humphrey stated earlier, uh, and saying, well, if the state is not mandated uh, officers to wear a mask, or if the city has not uh, passed a uh, some type of emergency uh, uh Injunction to require all city employees, including police and fire, to wear a mask while they're on duty. If those things are not in place, then police chiefs are really have their hands tied. So it's something that you know that you want to implement, but there are barriers that are presented to you when you do try to implement those type of safety barriers. So. You know, to the, I don't. I don't believe any police chief across the country, and we can't speak for all the other, you know, hundreds of police chiefs across the country. But I, I don't, th- Keith. I don't believe there's a police chief who is has not taken this serious, uh, and who are encouraging their officers to get vaccinated and also to wear a mask, even if it's, even if the agency does not have a mask well, mandate. Well, then what you're doing then is you're putting your personal beliefs involved. And you, you, you're providing your personal beliefs, and you can't do that. You, 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 you've got to be professional, and you've got to be selfless, and you've got to, you've got to put policies in place that's best for everybody, and you've got to put uh, provisions in place. And if this is what the state says, if this is what the city says, if the, if the mayor has issued a, a mandate to wear masks, you wear, you wear, you wear, you wear masks. Uh, and, and that's why, I mean, you have to stress that. Um, not stressing it and 
just saying, well, they'll, uh, you know, they will, um, you know, they'll follow them. And if they do, don't, they're adults, whatever, you know, you get, you've got to do what's in the best interest of the in, internal stakeholders and the external stakeholders. Um, but I, I have heard some chiefs um, say that they will not order their officers to do anything because that's a, it goes back to that's a left wing thing or a right wing thing. That's crazy, man. It's a, it's a, it's about life or death, you know, and, and yeah, let's get yeah. off that. I've, I've said that before. Let's get away from that political stuff. And what is it going to take to send your officers home every day safely to their families? And what is it going to take to be able to provide? Cause when you have an entire shift that's knocked out, there's going to be some service and you some service in your department that you're going to have to limit on at, to, to backfill for those patrol officers. So um, it's bigger than people think it's, 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 it's bigger than people think. Yeah. Well, and, and Keith, she also uh, made a comment that uh, uh, right wing law enforcement is probably another reason there are dying because of lack of taking COVID serious. And, you know, we just we're seeing so many different spectrums of of the workforce who are not taking it serious. And I think this the second wave of this pandemic, people are people took a lot of the first wave of the pandemic serious because there were a lot of things that were put in place. But the second wave, Keith, we're seeing a lot of cities who are very reluctant to re-implement these mass mandate that they actually had implemented in the beginning of the pandemic. But Keith, we're coming up on, we're going to take our next break, but we're going to uh, get back into the conversation of the COVID-19 and the impact it's having on law enforcement across the country. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Today marks a grim chapter for the Austin Police Department after its first officer has died from COVID-19. Officer Randolph Boyd was a patrol officer with that department since 2014, and today this husband and father lost his life to COVID. KXAN's Jennifer Sanders explains how he will be remembered. About four or five days ago, he became ill and uh, had to be put on a, a ventilator. August 25th, 2021, the end of watch for APD senior police officer Randy Boyd, a husband, a father of twin boys, and a dedicated officer battling COVID-19 until it took his life. He always had a huge smile on his face and just loved people and was just a very friendly person. Austin Police Association President Kim Cassidy worked with Officer Boyd at one point during his seven-year run with the department. He says the sting of his death is being felt by the entire APD family. They just become so choked up they can't talk about it. Interim Chief Joseph Chacon tweeting, Randy was a great officer who gave everything he had for a life of service. Cassidy doesn't know if Officer Boyd was vaccinated, but says it's believed he got the virus on the job. If officers have been at work and they come down with a fever and they uh, test positive for COVID uh, by state law and, and city policy that is considered in line of duty, uh, workers comp takes over and, and he will receive uh, benefits from the city. Cassidy says he knows at least 50% of the department is vaccinated and many officers wear masks for protection. But this new surge is taking an even greater toll on an already strained department. Uh, we had 40 officers out of work of eight civilians that are out. Um, we have officers that are on ventilators right now, not doing well. Something Austin Mayor Steve Adler said is deeply concerning to him, vowing now to evaluate all available options and resources 
to keep employees safe. Jennifer Sanders, KXAN News. Interim Police Chief Chacon is now urging Austinites to honor Officer Boyd's memory by taking precautions to stay safe. We are still waiting to learn details about his funeral. Austin Cops for Charities is starting a fundraising campaign to help the Boyd family. COVID-19 is the number one killer of law enforcement officers. Officer Down Memorial Page tracks those deaths, and so far this year, 221 officers have died in the line of duty. 115 of those deaths have been from COVID. Gunfire, which is the second leading cause of death, has killed about a third. Texas has had the highest number of officers die in the nation from COVID-19 with 33 deaths. Florida has the second highest with 19. California and Georgia are tied for the third highest. They each have had 15 officers die from COVID. Welcome back to the show. We thank you for listening to you and our broadcast on the Bachelor News Radio Network, WCOM, Chapel Hill. Uh, and, of course, you can listen to the rebroadcast at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Guys, um, a couple of things as I go back to you. First, as you listen to that piece, only 50% of uh, officers have been um, vaccinated. Uh, it, it speaks to what Chandra uh, mentioned in terms of taking it seriously. And I got I to gotta say, with all due respect, uh, when you look at the numbers, I'm sure you both know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Florida, Texas, these are both Republican states. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this. And these are uh, places where they don't seem to take it seriously, especially Texas. So you you see it in, in regular positions and, and jobs, whether it's sports, NFL saying do it or else, and, and other positions, law enforcement, no different. I mean, you want to you wanna stay alive? I think in some cases you may see some agency uh, try to, to, to put forth that agenda saying, listen, um, you know, you, you have to get vaccinated or we're going to have to do something. It may be tougher, I'm sure. You guys know the union will probably fight it uh, worse than anybody else, but that may be well, we, an issue. And then the other thing is, I did get a question too, uh, Chief Humphrey, you can respond, but I did get a question uh, that the um, James in Colorado wanted to know if you guys knew the number of African-American law enforcement that has died from COVID-19. I, I will I will say this, L.A., I, I will, that discussion has gone on regarding the mandates and, and what most what city attorneys are saying is that you can't you can't mandate someone to get a vaccination. Uh, now, you can mandate a person to wear a mask while they're at work. You know, it's, it goes back to case in point. You can't wear uh, a cross or any type of symbol religious symbol on your uniform um and the courts have said that supreme court has said that in that case uh and and cities have won those cases uh you can't express that just like if that's part of your uniform or if that's part of your general orders if they says you will wear this equipment you have to wear that equipment it's just like vests there's policies that say you must wear a vest i mean if you're not caught wearing a vest uh, you can be um, that can be a policy violation. So I think the best the the, the mask or not is not the, the difficult part. It's the it's the part of um, um, forcing people to get vaccinated. Right. Uh, departments are even given incentives. Um, we we we've had uh, we've had uh, the vaccination sites at our substations uh, where officers can come on duty. 
uh, their family, you know, the, the officer can come on duty. Matter of fact, I got vaccinated. I was one of the first. We were some of the first ones to get vaccinated um, in the nation uh, in January. I had both of my shots by by the end of January, and so the 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 it's available. It's just that some people don't, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just they don't they're not thinking about it. They don't want to do it. Lazy, religious. But I don't know, but I don't think you can make them take the shots. I think that's one of the things that city attorneys and attorneys that represent local jurisdictions or local governments uh, are how are dealing with. You can't because that's been asked. Can you force them? Can you put a policy? No, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to try to do that. Yeah, it's too much bureaucracy, uh, Chief Green. It's too much. It's too much bureaucratic stuff because the mayor says something, and then, but then the city attorneys come in for the law enforcement. It's just too much. And and at the end of the day, you've both been vaccinated. I've been vaccinated. I think it's very irresponsible for people not to do it. If you don't want to do it, fine. Then stay home. But don't affect me and my family. You know. Well. Well, and you're right, L.A., and I think one of the uh, – another concern that, you know, I brought up earlier is that officers are out here dealing with the public, and you have no idea what the the health status of of everybody that you're dealing with. And so now you are uh, taking whatever whatever it is that you – got from that person that you don't know what they may have or may not have back Virgil, into your homes. More, Virgil, isn't that the more reason why you want to wear a mask? Because you are you are in the public more than it, most anybody. So you definitely it, want to it wear really, a mask. Yeah, it really should be, L.A. And I think, you know, for officers who have young children at home, uh, officers who have children who have underlying health issues, or even officers who uh, may have underlying health issues themselves or their their spouses or other family members because one of the things that you are just like with the piece we just played after the, the after the break with the Austin uh police officer um, who was an African American male he came down with covid and it had an immediate impact on his body uh, he contracted it uh, from somebody during the course of his work. Now, if you remember, he has two uh, twin sons. And so now the question is, did he expose his, his children or his, his, his spouse to, to COVID? And, you know, so there are so many things that, are going on every single day, and these officers are being uh, struck with the pandemic, and within matter of days, in it, they are being put on a ventilator, and then they're uh, passing away due to the complications from COVID. And so, but another concern that you that has been put out, uh, Keith, is that. Are some of these agencies, due to some of the uh, HIPAA regulations, are some of these agencies accurately reporting that officers who have uh, died, have they actually died from COVID? Uh, And if they have, 
is it being reported that way or, or is it being reported that they may have died from some other uh, illness? And so, uh, again, that's a concern. You know what, Virgil? I, I just got a I just got a text from a from a real good friend of mine who I really respect, uh, an, an amazing person and an amazing um, female police executive, and she brought up a good point. Uh, you're not going to win that fight regarding uh, officers forcing officers to get uh, uh, shots because uh, it's considered an invasive procedure, and you mm-hmm. can't make a person get an invasive procedure. Uh, I get it. I understand. It's saving lives. You know, it's it's, it's reducing the, the the probability of you becoming infected. But at the end of the day, a person has a right to do what they feel they need to do, whether we like it or not. I mean, that's that's that person's rights. You know, we can't. We always talk about rights, and 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 it's you know, rights can be controversial because you say, well, they're affecting other people, but that's their right. Whether I like it or not, I have to respect the fact that that is their right. And yeah, um, whether I agree, whether I agree, it, it is, it is, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's one's right. But you know, then people say, yeah. well, it's not right for them to infect me. I, I, I can't, I can't get into that debate. <laughs> you know, I won't get into that. Well, you, you, well, you can't. You, the, you, the best yeah, thing you can get into it. Is get it. Is get vaccinated. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get into the debate, but it's gonna be it, there's gonna be so much controversy about the debate. Well, Keith, let me let me ask let me conversation. We all know when we start school when we're born, there are shots that we have to take that our parents had to make sure that we had. Uh, we had to have certain shots to start school. You had to have, uh, if you didn't get those shots, then you could not attend uh, school. And so throughout your your uh, elementary, grade school, elementary, all the way up until maybe middle school, you had to have certain shots to attend school. That is mandated by the state, that if you don't get these vaccinations, you will not be able to send your kids to school. So what is the difference with this vaccination related to having the measles shots or having any other shot that we had to have to attend school? Because if we didn't get those shots and you couldn't prove to the school that you got those shots, then you could not enroll in school. Well, well, Virgil, you know, then there's, that's why a lot of people decided, you know, they homeschool their children, but not everybody gets their children vaccinated. That's another, that's another topic uh, that's, that's debated uh, daily. Uh, Do I have to give me, I don't believe in that. You know I mean? This is what people say. I don't believe in it. Children shouldn't have to be, you know, their immune systems are strong. Um, And that's why you have homeschools. That's why you have schools that have been, you know, private schools and things like that, because there are those individuals who don't believe you should have to. Um, it does put other people in je- lives and, you know, Ill, uh, safety in jeopardy. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I'm going to say this. If if you can't get the message after all the all the deaths and all of the pleading from individuals who have either had it or who've had a loved one or a close one who have had it that have been uh, uh, sick or who have died, if that doesn't get the message out, 
I don't know what you can. I don't know what can. If if yeah. you're saying that these numbers are rising in these certain states, but you're still attending events without masks, if that doesn't if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what is. The the politicians who have fought against it, they're becoming stricken with COVID. If that doesn't get your attention, I don't think anything. I don't think mandating. I don't think uh, penalizing. I don't think anything will make a person do what they truly don't want to do or believe do, or they believe won't affect them adversely. I just don't think there's any way to do it. You can talk, yeah. you can talk, you can talk, you can humiliate or try to humiliate, but if a person has their mind made up, it's not going to do it. And sometimes, you know, the more you push, the more a person, the more, more stubborn a person goes. So I don't know what it's going to yeah. take to get everybody on board. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, Keith, man, we're uh, getting ready to come up on our next break, but let me uh, put this out to our listeners. Uh, right after our show, make sure you tune in to Whisper Softly. It's a four-hour of love songs beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until midnight on the bachelornews.airtime.pro. But we're going to take this break, but you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Prevention works most effectively when people understand the risks and consequences. And the risks and consequences of inhalants is clear, but it's not well understood. It's frustrating because the danger comes from vapors found in a variety of very common household products that are legal, they're easy to get, they're laying around the home, it's easy for kids to buy them, and it's a problem. Kids and parents don't think of these products as dangerous because they were never meant to be used to be intoxicating, and yet that's what they're used for. When they're intentionally inhaled, they can cause serious harm and even death. Young people, parents, physicians, and others that influence youth need to be aware of this. So we're particularly pleased to have a partnership with the American Osteopathic Association, which is working hard to help us inform physicians to look out for these issues as well. SAMHSA has just released information that among 12-year-olds nationwide, alcohol is the only substance with higher use than inhalants. Inhalants exceed the rate of use of cigarettes, marijuana, hallucinogens, and any other drugs that 12-year-olds may be experimenting with. More 12-year-olds have used potentially lethal inhalants than have used marijuana, cocaine, and hallucinogens combined. So we're approaching 7% of our 12-year-olds in the country that are using glue, shoe polish, air freshener, hairspray, nail polish, paint solvents, gasoline, lighter fluid. These are everyday products with real life or death consequences. Joining us, Chief Keith Humphrey, Chief Virgil Green, here on the set, uh, talking about the fatalities of law enforcement um, across the country and how it affects their agencies, more importantly, 
their uh, lives. Don't forget, you can listen to this show and other UNLR broadcasts uh, at our website, thebachelornews.airtime.pro, Bachelor with a T. Um, gentlemen, before I go back to you, uh, again, I heard uh, what you both said, and, and it obviously, to Chief Humphrey specifically, uh, there's validity to what you're saying in terms of, you know, uh, personal rights and things, but I think freedom rights are overrated. I mean, people want to have free speech, but free but free speech ain't always free. You can't go into a movie theater and yell fire. You'll go to jail for that, right? So, you know, I don't really care if it's a spiritual thing for people or if they get the vaccination and they think the Easter Bunny's going to come. If you don't want to get the vaccination, keep your ass home or stay away. That That's it. I mean, it's very disrespectful. People have children, and and I think it's very careless, as Chief Green said, that if you have kids and you're not protecting yourself, and you're out there and you people coughing and you're stopping domestic violence and all this stuff, and you go home to your kids, you want to get to your kids? I mean, it just it's very irresponsible. I understand what you're saying, Chief Humphrey. I'm just I'm just making that case again that if people, yeah, you get. You have a right to do whatever you want, whatever you want to do. You don't have to get the vaccine, but stay away from me. So you need to figure that out. That That's the problem. You need to figure out how you're going to do that. You want to work, then get the vaccine. You don't want to work, then don't get the vaccine. But that's really what it boils down to for me. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, in L.A., you know, in L.A., you know, you know, I'm not saying that I agree, agree with that i'm just saying that that's the oh no that's what I know, we're hearing i know what you are. i know you started the show yeah saying, listen if you should really <laughs> you really should get back you started the show like that so i know how you feel about it i'm just yeah. saying it's, it's, it's disappointing it's it's disappointing and and uh you know it it, it is and um I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 I don't get it. And I don't know how many people need to die, kids, you know, emergency rooms are being other people are having to be turned away because, you know, people, you know, and, and, and this is the deal. What, what I don't want people to understand, we understand getting the vaccine is not a hundred percent guarantee that you will not get the virus. It lessens your chance on the virus being fatal. If you do get it contracted again, but but you don't have any, you know, my thing is, you know, it's just like the flu shot. People, I don't, I'm healthy. I don't get the flu. This is not about how strong your immune system is. <laughs> this, is this is a this is a virus that doesn't, it's, it's attacking uh, some of the most uh, in tune, physically in tune people, down to people who are, you know, babies who can't, who's immune system. So it doesn't matter how strong your immune system is. People need to stop thinking that. People need to stop thinking it can't happen to me. Well, and you know, guys, I just got a uh, a text from our good friend uh, Chief uh, Vera Bumpers, who is always a faithful listener to to the podcast show. Um, she just sent something that the uh, NYPD commissioner backs mandatory COVID vaccines for department. Uh, he says we're well past that time, and so you've got some some leaders who are being pretty vocal about uh, how they feel about you know uh, vaccination uh, mandates as well as wearing masks. Because at the end of the day, 
there are so many officers that are losing their lives and it's behind COVID-19. And, you know, just here in the month of August, you know, there has been over 41 deaths in the month of August. 30 of those deaths are related to COVID-19. And so 30 of the 41, 30 of the 41, 30 of the 41 in the, in the, in the, in the month of August have been due to COVID. Yes. 31 of the 41 have been related to, to, uh, to COVID. Now the total number of COVID deaths is, is right now it stands at 125. That is more, uh, than any other cause of death, any other cause of line of duty death so far for the year of 2020. So we've had more police officers die from COVID-19 than we've had them die from from gunfire, from automobile crashes, which automobile crashes and gunfire uh, are one of the two highest uh, line of duties, but COVID-19 has surpassed that, and we're just, this is August, and so this is something that will continue to impact every state across the country. Uh, Every state has been impacted, all 50 states have, Uh, but we've heard in the piece earlier, uh, Keith, that Texas and Florida, two number one states, with uh, officers uh, dying from from COVID-19. And I just can't understand why people are putting the politics in this, Keith, when families are losing their their loved ones. You know, uh, children are losing their dads. They're losing their moms. Wives are losing their husbands. Husbands are losing their wives. This is impacting not just, uh, you know, Commissioned police officers, but even civilian, uh, even civilian employees are dying from COVID as well. Well, well, just think about this. If you look in that number that you just talked about in August, two were um, um, detention officers, uh, two, yeah. two African American females who were detention officers. One was a trainee uh, that mm-hmm. that died from from COVID. And so I think that um, man, this is. Like you said, this is real, and when we talk about on the show every week, man, let's, let's start taking down politics. And, and when does politics, um, when do politics uh, trump life? You know, when does, when does politics... Well, and let me say this, Keith. ...supersede people's well-being? When, I mean, when does yeah. that, when is that, when is, where is that in the book? Tell me, tell me where the, so, the, the rules for that. Yeah, and so, Keith, let's put this into another perspective. When these families have these the, the funerals for the, these officers, you're not going to see the mayor or the governor come to these funerals. The officer that died in Austin, Texas on, what, August the 23rd, you're not going to see the, the the governor of Texas go to Austin to this to this man's funeral. But you've got individuals who are making these decisions for everybody and basically saying, you know, we're not going to have a mask mandate, we're not going to do this, and we're not going to say, 
have something in place to say we need to make sure that our first responders are they are losing their lives and they're ended up in the hospital on ventilators and our uh, people in our hospitals are taking care of these officers and these officers are not coming off of ventilators and they're dying. And so well, you know, at some point you know, you've got to make some better decisions. Well, you know, Virgil, it's that it's that it's that old saying that when a community when a officer loses his life, the entire community suffers. The entire department suffers. The family mm-hmm. suffers. It's so much collateral fallout from any anyone. So I don't want to just say police officers, but when people die, there's collateral oh, yeah. fallout it, from that from that death. Get the shot. And, and it, get yeah. it. Get the shot. And again, get the, get the this shot. Is, yeah. And this is, you know, we're specifically talking about uh, law enforcement officers losing their lives to COVID, but. Every single day, hundreds and thousands of people are losing their lives to COVID as well. Just like today, you know, I've got two, my niece in Lubbock, Texas, told me that her two kids tested positive for COVID. And they live in Lubbock, in a part of the state which is seeing a high increase in COVID cases once again. Um, and, and so... Again, we there are so many families that have they're making decisions. Do do I send my kids to school, or do I not send them to school? So what safety precautions? But this is the one thing that police officers cannot do. You cannot just decide I'm not going to go back to work. Uh, this is this is your profession. This is your livelihood. You have no choice but to go back. But the thing that uh, I hope officers would do is to take their safety and health serious. If you if you're vaccinated, wear your mask. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. But at at whatever it is, take some safety measures, even if your agencies are not ma- mandating it. But because again. You're you're looking at so many other police officers who have lost their lives, Keith. And this is not going to stop here in August. This is going to be the same thing that's going to occur in September. Well, I'll tell you, if we can't stress it enough, you know, you you make the decision. I'm not. We're not um, speaking on behalf of any any uh, manufacturer, any any site, or anything like that. CDC or anything, yeah. CDC, we're not speaking. We're speaking on behalf of, and people are dying out here. I mean, people are dying. People that you know, people that you've seen earlier today, may not get up tomorrow. You know, and we, we, you know, one, you know, one group that we've forgotten about, Virgin. We've forgotten Who's about the, the the hospital workers, the medical workers who are having to be away from their family. Oh, yeah. You know, this is becoming mm-hmm. strange. So it slowed up a little bit. You know, when this COVID first hit. You know, man, they're working 24-7, you know, 24 hours a day, not seeing their families, not being able to touch their families, you know, couldn't go home. Now it's starting all over again. Uh, we we have forgotten about those individuals, and they continue to ask, please, please, please. Oh, yeah, they are. They're, see, they're yeah. seeing it firsthand. 
You know, they're, yeah. they're seeing it yeah. firsthand. Uh, they're not being able to see their families or hold their kids or kiss their husbands or their wives. You know, they're they're on lockdown at hospitals. And so mm-hmm. thank you to all. To thank you. You know, we talk about we, we forget that medical professionals are first responders, uh, communication personnel, first responders, police and fire, EMS, first responders. But let's also talk about the moms and dads out here that they got to keep working. And they're the only souls supported the house. This, there's first, they're first responders too. So we got to continue to pray for, pray for this world, pray for this nation. Uh, man, it's it's just a lot of unknown, and this bickering back and forth and stuff is just not going. Because this COVID thing is not a black or white issue. No, it's not. It, 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 is, it, it is. It is not, man. You know, it, it is, is not an issue that's affecting no matter ethnicity, culture. Uh, sexual orientation, gender, uh, uh, religious belief—it's affecting every everyone. Um, yeah. And so, thought I'd see a day when churches uh, close down for physical presence, and, and they and they and they, uh, you know, have service online. I never thought I never thought I'd see that day because you know one thing on Sunday, you're going to drive by any any church and it's going to be full. You, you know, and so that's how serious this is. You know, uh, yeah. people are losing their jobs uh, because companies can't afford to keep people. So I, I don't know what I don't know what the hesitation is, but uh, you know, I, I just well, wish he, I he, wish we could just I wish I could wave a wand and this whole thing is just be over. You know? Yeah. Well, you just mentioned churches. You know, a, a real good friend of mine that. I had the pleasure of meeting when I was the police chief in uh, Helena, West Helena, Arkansas. You know, he just lost his, uh, Pastor Jarvis Smith. He lost his wife due to COVID. And so, you know, this is touching every everybody. And so, um, uh, and but I, I want to say this before we, because we're coming up on the last minute uh, of the of the show. There is a uh, a YouTube video out that Keith, I, hopefully you will listen to it, and our listeners will listen to it. But it's a a YouTube video by Pastor Kevin Wallace. If you get a chance, pull up this YouTube video of Kevin Wallace and listen to this powerful message that he has to say about COVID because it is definitely spot on. It is something that. Uh, he hits he hits he hits it on every uh, note about what's going on with this pandemic, uh, and, and so if you get a chance, pull up that YouTube video of Pastor Kevin Wallace. But Keith, I need to remind our listeners that if you um, uh, to tune in to uh, the right after our show. Um, if you want to listen to some good slow music, some uh, tune in to Whisper Softly. It's a four hours of love songs beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until midnight, only on the BachelorNews.AirTime.Pro. Again, uh, if you tune in right after our show, tune in to Whisper Softly. It's a four hours of love songs beginning at 8 p.m. to Eastern Standard Time until midnight on the bachelornews.airtime.pro. But, Keith, i um, pretty sure when, as we have more episodes of, of the podcast show, 
that these numbers are going to increase. Uh, but again, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, and listening to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. And brother, we'll get together again and do it all over again next Tuesday. But thank all you right, for man. listening. Appreciate to you. you, man. All right. Well, thank you for uh, listening to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. 